Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Come on, welcome to the torch. (laughs) What's happening out there? Yes, welcome to the torch. It is, man, it's a beautiful morning. It's uh, it's a really nice morning. It's very quiet uh, here in the studio. It feels so good to be back in here. Me and Josiah, we're just feeling great. We've been praying in here. And for those of you that are watching, hello. Those of you that are listening, hello. It's great to have you today. And uh, just always a blessing to be together. I want to welcome you to The Torch. New friends, new partners that are joining in, uh, that are connecting to our ministry throughout the country. Uh, We want to welcome you. On behalf of my wife and I, we just welcome you. Thank you so very much. Well, we're going to have, I believe we're going to have a wonderful anointed episode here. Uh, So much to talk about. Um, I've put some, uh, obviously, some notes and work into this. Uh, but above all, we want the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've been in prayer before we went live here uh, in front of the cameras, and uh, we're going to be praying together today uh, for our beloved America. We're going to be praying for all of you out there. And um, the Word of the Lord says this in Lamentations chapter 3. Can we just go to the Word here on the torch? Can we do that? Now, who wrote the book of Lamentations? Pop quiz, everybody. That would be the prophet Jeremiah. And uh, I remember a a mentor in our lives. um, He said years ago, he said, you know, it's only through the book of Lamentations that you see the true heart of a pastor. And of course, you you think of Jeremiah, you know, being a prophet. But you also see the lamenting uh, voice and the heart of the pastor um, in the book of Lamentations, which I thought was such a great observation, and it's so true. Lamentations chapter 3, here we go. Lamentations chapter 3, and then we're going to read this, we're going to go right into prayer, and we're going to get flowing. Verse 22 and 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And I know a few weeks ago I I opened up with that that verse and also with that great hymn, that great chorus. I love that. But the steadfast love of the Lord, it never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. I want to remind you, those of you that are listening, Those of you that are watching today, God's mercies upon your life are new today. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? And the faithfulness of God is so great. It's immeasurable. It's limitless. Just amazing. So, uh, again, as Josiah and I are here in the studio, we, um, we have lots of rain, lots of wind. If you hear some of that coming through in any, uh, level through the microphone here, um, We've had Hurricane Nicole come on shore. I was actually up at 3 o'clock this morning, so if you write me today and say, Brian, why do you look so tired? Hey, 
we've got a lot going on. <laughs> Life is busy, but I, I was up at three o'clock. The palms kept hitting against the house and a lot of wind, a lot of rain. Uh, but we've been praying specifically for the east coast of Florida and the impact of that. I believe that um, already Hurricane uh, Nicole has been downgraded into a tropical storm. But uh, anyway, if you hear that, we've got all that kind of swirling around us while we're recording this morning. And man, it just feels good in here. I've got water, but I wish I had uh, a pumpkin spice latte sitting here. So just calling that into my life in Jesus name today. So <laughs> anyway, I think what we need to thank God about mostly is that we are uh, we are marking ourselves safe from Hurricane Charlie Crist here. Can I get an amen of all you mighty Floridians out there listening to the torch? Come on. Yes, we are safe from Hurricane Charlie Crist. That's right. Okay, listen, there's a lot of celebration and going on throughout all of Florida. Of course, here in Sarasota County, Manatee County, which, which went red, 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 red. I mean, the political landscape. Uh, Florida has been trans uh, transformed. Um, I think, um, oh, what's his name? Ziegler, uh, Bridget Ziegler's husband, Christian. Christian Ziegler, I believe, said it the best. He said that in this midterm election, and let me just stay on this for a while. Those, those of you around the nation that are watching or listening, rejoice with Florida. And I know that you are. I believe that. I know that you're rejoicing with us. But Christian Ziegler said it best. He said, "We here in Florida, we have been transformed from a battleground state now to a tried and true Republican red state. And I think he he's the one that said it the best, and I so agree. I want to just begin here this morning saying we are celebrating a real leader in Governor Ron DeSantis. Come on. Can, you, can I get a shout out there from somebody? that's listening. Come on. I, uh, I Early this morning, I went back into his victory speech when him and Casey came out with the kids. That was amazing. And I love how he honored his wife, love how he honored his bride. And she's amazing. She's a lioness in her own right. But as they came out, I wanted to revisit some of the victory speech as we go into this Torch episode today. Of course, we're talking about the midterm election, more so, we're, we're talking about uh, the theme and, and the vision of this ministry, and that is revival, awakening, and reformation. And it's always going to be about that. It's always going to be about personal revival. You know, revival is not, a, it's, it's not seasonal. Revival is a lifestyle. We're contending for national awakening and generational reformation. That is where the heart and soul of this ministry is personal revival, national awakening, generational reformation. And so that's at the core of this podcast today. And of course, it's going to be the core of the torch always. And so I went back to Governor DeSantis' victory speech. I want to give you some of the quotes, powerful, life-giving quotes. Let me just get a drink here real quick. Man, I should have had a latte this morning. But anyway, the water is nice. It is nice. It's room temp. It feels good. Thank you very much. Okay, here we go. All right, so DeSantis, um, some of the powerful quotes. I want you to listen to these words. He said, over the last four years, we've seen major challenges for the people of our state and citizens of the United States, and above all, 
the cause of freedom. We saw freedom in our very way of life in so many other jurisdictions in this country wither on the vine, but Florida held the line. Oh my, come on. I love that. So much of this country withered on the vine, but Florida held the line. He says, DeSantis says, we chose facts over fear. We chose education over indoctrination. We chose law and order over rioting and disorder. Come on. He said Florida was a refuge of sanity when the world went mad. Don't you love that, Josiah? I love that. Powerful. Listen to that again. He said Florida was a refuge of sanity while the world went mad. He goes on. DeSantis says we stood as a citadel of freedom across this country and indeed across the world. We faced attacks. We took the hits. We weathered the storms. And and frankly, we're still weathering storms even now as we record. Um, But we stood our ground. DeSantis says we stood our ground. We did not back down. You're welcome there, Tom Petty. We did not back down. Uh, We had our convictions to guide us. And he goes on, he says, we had courage to lead. We had the courage to lead. DeSantis went on, he says, we made the promises to the people of Florida and we delivered on those promises. And so today, after four years, the people delivered their victory. Freedom is here to stay. Come on, somebody just shout that out with me today. Freedom is here to stay. DeSantis went on, he says, we not only won an election, but we have rewritten the political map. States and cities governed by the left wing, he says, have seen their taxes skyrocketed. They've seen major abuses, medical authoritarianism opposed, and they've seen American principles discarded. The woke agenda has caused millions of Americans to leave these jurisdictions for greener pastures. The great exodus, listen to DeSantis' words, the great exodus of Americans For many, Florida has served as the promised land. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers. We rejected the woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. And we will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. Come on. I love it. He goes on. DeSantis says, people come here because, here, Florida. They come here because our policies work and leadership matters. We refused the polls and the putting our finger in the wind. Leaders don't follow, leaders lead. I love that. And while our country flounders due to failed leadership in Washington, Florida is on track. And this is what he says in closing here. DeSantis says, man, do I, man, I'm Brian Gibbs and I approve this message right here. (laughs) DeSantis said, I believe the survival of, a, of the American experiment requires a revival of true American principles. Florida has proven that it can be done. We offer a ray of hope that better days still lie ahead. And finally, DeSantis says, I have kept the faith 
And not only that, I have only begun to fight. End of quote. Come on. I'm just going to say, come on, Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, Congratulations to him. Congratulations to the state of Florida. Those of you that are listening throughout our state, and I know that there are many, and of course this goes and reaches throughout our country from the Carolinas to the California, from the Carolinas to California, and uh, in some other nations. And I'm I'm thankful for international listeners and those that watch. But those of you in Florida, um, the celebration is still going on. Um, again, in in all sincerity, we have so much to be thankful for. I remember the highly contested battle when we had DeSantis and Gillum and what a debacle that was. We thank God that we were saved from that mess. And um, I don't even want to talk about all that. But um, today, I'm celebrating victories. Um, I, I'm, I'm not happy about a lot of this election. I'm going to go into that. I'm going to talk about some of that today. Uh, I'm not going to get deep uh, down to the deep end of the pool into the nitty gritty today. I don't want to do that. Um, I want to stay up <laughs> and I want to stay in faith. Amen. But I'm celebrating victories today. Um, There's a lot of insanity, of course. I mean, outside, well, still in Florida, there's a lot of insanity and throughout our country. But um, we've seen this midterm election has revealed and manifested so much more insanity throughout the country. Uh, You look at Pennsylvania, dear God, we could spend the whole uh, podcast talking about Pennsylvania or Michigan. I mean, Michigan inserting abortion on demand right into their own constitution, their founding statement of the state of Michigan, giving abortion up to birth with no, no parental accountability, no parental consent, consent at any age, um, moral depravity, just absolutely disgusting. Um, New England, uh, you look at the, the corruption in Illinois, Minnesota celebrating their first transgender representative, Massachusetts celebrating their first lesbian governor. I hate these words even coming out of my mouth. It's gross. But we, we look at the, uh, the debacle in Arizona. They're trying to stop the steal, all of the mess right there for Carrie Lake. I encourage you today, continue to pray for her. I believe there's going to be a victory there. Um, you look at Montana's born alive regulation. Uh, it's just what continues to manifest throughout this country. Guys, we, we have got our work cut out for us. The church that Jesus is building that the gates of hell don't prevail against, we've got our work cut out for us. Amen. I'm not talking about the phony and the fake church. I'm talking about the real ecclesia. And I've said this before here on The Torch. I'm going to say it again. We, we don't make excuses to avoid these raging battles in our culture and in our society. We don't have the luxury of making a bunch of excuses and just hiding away in our churches and you know, acting like we're doing God a favor uh, because we attend church a few days a week. We put a few bucks in the plate. and No, that's not who the ecclesia is. The ecclesia is being summoned by the Holy Spirit to capture the lion's share of victory and triumph over all the works of the devil here in America. And I'm going to say it again. We, the church, we're not surrendering America to the bloodthirsty wolves. Come on, give me an amen out there. This is a time truly where lambs are becoming lions. And this is not a time for the church to get, um, 
it's uh, let me say it to you like this this is a time for the church to get away from the familiar this is a time for the church to get away from the comfortable this is a time for the church to get away from the so-called uh safe place of non-engagement with culture and this is the time for the church to arise and shine for the glory of the lord is rising upon the church it was isaiah 60 isaiah said arise and shine your light has come for the glory of the lord is rising upon you he said that darkness would be upon the face of the earth deep and even gross darkness on the face of the people but the glory of the lord shall arise and it shall be seen upon you now again truthfully um i have faced in in the last over uh, i don't know how many hours it's been since the election these last couple of days, I, I have personally faced some real disappointments. Uh, we've got a lot to celebrate. I, again, and even throughout the nation, I mean, be, far beyond Florida, but obviously the eyes of the country look to Florida. And I believe, I'm going to say this, I believe this is important. I believe Florida being the forerunner state, we are fulfilling our divine assignment right now. This, this is awesome. And the eyes of our country are on Florida obviously looking to leadership and obviously god is not done with trump i i've said this all along i don't believe at all that god is done with donald trump god knows what was stolen from him god knows what was stolen from the destiny of america uh and i believe his day is coming once again uh make no apologies for that if you don't like that you can turn off the torch right now and go about your day um but i have also faced uh just the reality of a lot of disappointments We've seen some good news. I mean, I think of I think of uh, Sarah Huckabee right now becoming the governor of Arkansas. Wow, celebrate that! There, there's there's so many there's such a list of good news. I'm not going to go through all of that today, but I wanted to be real, and of course that's 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 the only way I know to be. And you're on the torch, and so um, I face some real disappointments uh, from this election, and maybe you are too. Um, but even though I'm facing disappointments, I'm not in despair. I am in faith for America. We cannot be in despair and we're not in despair. Amen. Come on, say it. I'm not in despair. Disappointment. Yes. Despair. No, absolutely not. Um, I'm in faith for our beloved country. This is what the apostle Paul wrote in first Corinthians chapter four. And, and first of all, disappointment, I believe Dutch said this yesterday on Given 15, that disappointment's not the same as despair. And determination isn't denial. That was such a good word. That just lodged in my heart and my spirit yesterday. Disappointment isn't denial, right? And, dis, and determination is, 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 excuse me, disappointment is not denial and determination is not denial. And also disappointment is not the same as despair. And so the Apostle Paul, he said, we are troubled at every side, and yet we're not distressed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. Let me read it again. We are troubled on every side. Of course, we know that, but we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. Let me read this to you out of the Passion Translation. I love this. It renders this verse awesome. It says, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. And at times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. Come on. Come on. Quitting is not acceptable in this dojo. Come on, right? No sensei. Okay, back to the scripture. Sorry. Just a quick departure. <laughs> Josiah like that. Okay. 
back to the scriptures. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. And at times we don't know what to do. But quitting is not an option. And he goes on, he says, we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not out. Come on. Amen. This election uh, obviously was no, <laughs> it was no red wave. I mean, no one believes that. Hello. Uh, and again, we have so much work to do on the behalf of our nation's transformation. You look at Gen Z right now. Okay, study the Gallup. You know, the Gallup says that Gen Z is from 1997 um, to 2012. That's what they define as Generation Z. Generation Z overwhelmingly voted for abortion on demand, mutilation of children's bodies, marijuana and weed, the LGBTQ. They voted for student loan forgiveness. They voted for open borders, casinos and strip, strip clubs being essential over the church. Uh, they voted for mandated experimental vaccines. Uh, they voted for defund the police. I mean, the, the demonic left woke agenda has completely hijacked their minds and hijacked their conscience at this point. We have to have a true burning revival. We have to have a genuine outpouring of the Spirit of God to return this nation back to God and turn this generation back to God to turn the prodigal nation back home. Um, I wanted to quote D Dutch Sheets yesterday and give him 15. Um, and, and again, concerning revival, uh, the, the whole theme of awakening of reformation. Dutch said these words, and I quote, he said, this outpouring will be a game changer. I, I couldn't agree more. The outpouring will be the game changer Dutch said, I've said for 30 years, there is no hope for America other than a third great awakening. No human effort, listen to these words, no human effort or agency can save us. We are too far down the path of humanism, deception, immorality, secularism, and other evils. Sin, spiritual rebellion, and separation from God greatly affects the mind, producing only deception. Um but also a loss of reason. It doesn't take a PhD to know that babies shouldn't, should be protected, lawlessness shouldn't be tolerated, trillions of dollars of debt can't be sustained, men can't have babies, children's bodies shouldn't be mutilated, open borders can't be sustained, socialism can't succeed. Hello, can I get an amen? Socialism can't succeed, and we can go on and on and on. When people defy common sense, by electing fools who believe these things, there's no hope of healing other than a changed mind, which can only be produced by a reconnection to God. The salvation of millions of Americans is our only hope for survival. My God, that is so true. I'm just going to read just a little bit on. Dutch went on, he said, but this is coming. The coming awakening will create a hunger for God's word of truth. Oh, I amen that. It will write his it will write his laws on the people's hearts and awaken their conscience. And I want to pause right there and say that's what we have been praying consistently for the awaken a conscience of the United States. This will expose evil and it will awaken reason. Millions of salvations will cause the rewriting of laws and the reversing of others. 
It will strengthen love, protect families, and a love for life and not for death. Revival will be the game changer. Come on. Amen. Revival will be the game changer. And for the true rebirth of our nation, there is no other way. End of quote. So good. You know, this is um, it's a very important reminder coming out of this, this midterm election. Nothing can save America than a great third awakening. Governing, go, government can't save us. We know that. Government can't save us. Education can't save us. The noble plans and the wise strategy of men, they can't save us. Too many of our na- in our nation right now have a seared conscience. They've got deceived minds. It's only by the transformation of hearts. It's only by the transformation of minds. And I've said this here before on the torch. It's worth saying again. Donald Trump is not the savior of America. He cannot transform hearts. DeSantis is not the savior of America. He cannot renew minds. Only King Jesus, the anointed one, the Messiah, the word become flesh, the only begotten of God, the lion of God, the lamb of God. He alone, the exalted one, high over America, he's the only one that can save this nation. When people yield their hearts to the Lord, when they surrender their souls to the Lord, that's where the living word alone can save. His blood, his cross, his redemption, his transformational power through the Holy Spirit. He's the one who transforms a life from the inside out. I've said it before, Christianity is not behavioral modification. Christianity is not a sin management program. Christianity is the transformation of a man or a woman from the inside out by the Holy Spirit that brings change. Jesus alone, he, Jesus alone, friend, makes the new creation where all the old things begin to pass away. And it is, it is a process of sanctification. But through the regeneration of the Spirit, when one is born again, when they come into the kingdom of God, when they come into the kingdom of, of light through faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus alone creates the new creation. He makes the new creation. He makes the new man. We put on the new man, and old things begin to pass away. And behold, he says, all things become new. Dear friends, listen. Those of you watching, those of you listening out there, dear friend, dear church, we are here for such a time as this. This is our assignment. This is our watch. This is our hour. God is anointing the church to bring salvation to America. I want to say that again. God is anointing the church, his ecclesia, to bring salvation to America, truly to save a nation, to save its soul, to save its purpose excuse me, his, to bring preservation to this country, to save our divine destiny. Let me just get a quick drink here. Mm. As I reflect upon the midterm election, what really, really sums up my thoughts concerning the election and yesterday, today, this just kept, I was in prayer. I was back here in the office. Nobody else was here with me. And 
I had some quality time with the Lord, just being before the Lord. But these words kept coming up out of my spirit yesterday to the Lord as I was in prayer. And they, interestingly enough, they weren't my words. They were the words of Pastor Jonas Clark. And I want to tell you a little bit about him. Some of you may be very familiar with him. But they were the words of Jonas Clark that kept coming out of me. Jonas was a pastor from Lexington, Lexington, Mass., not Lexington, Kentucky. Um, This is during the American Revolution. Um, Jonas was deeply patriot. He was a militia leader as well. History tells us on the night of April 18th, 1775, Paul Revere, he arrived at the parsonage of Pastor Jonas Clark. He delivered a warning to those present concerning the coming arrival of the British Army. Now, of course, you think of Paul Revere. He's cutting through the night. He's riding his horse. He's shouting out, the British are coming. The British are coming. If it wasn't for Paul Revere coming on his horse, tearing through the the streets of Concord, Massachusetts, the colonists, the unsuspecting colonists, they may have never been warned about the British Army's impending attack. And so... Paul Revere is out. He's, he's declaring the British are coming. He's releasing the warning through the night. He's lit his torch, his lamp. He's riding through the night, letting everyone know. But history tells us this. That night, Paul Revere, he arrives at Jonas Clark's house. He tells uh, Samuel Adams is there. John Hancock is there as he arrives at Pastor Jonas's home. And he tells them, of course, you know, the British have arrived. And so the first shots the following morning of the American Revolution came. Of course, Clark, uh, Pastor Jonas, he, he, ins- he was the one inspiring people in the face of incredible harsh reality of war that was coming. Now he realizes that war is here. It's at the gates. And he's warning the congregation. He's called forth for the the congregation to gather, and he's been calling them obviously now for months to oppose the imperial legislation. Um, not only months, but for years, leading up to the war. But that morning, Jonas Clark's words before the launching into the American Revolutionary War. These were Jonas Clark's words, and these were the words that came out of my spirit yesterday, out of my heart. It became a slogan in 1775, and this is what he said. He says, we recognize no sovereign but God and no king but Jesus. Ooh, glory to God. Let me say those words again. We recognize no sovereign but God and no king but Jesus. I want to say today, October, no, November, November 2022, Jesus is the only answer for America, ladies and gentlemen. He is Lord. He is King. He's the shepherd of the nations. He's the ruler. He's the judge of the nations, the ruler of the nations. And I want to say again with Pastor Jonas Clark and with all you mighty patriots out there that are believing God that America shall be saved, I want to say today we recognize no sovereign but God. We recognize no king but Jesus. America must come back to the Lord. America must forsake its pride, forsake its rebellion, humble itself, forsake its idolatry, forsake its corruption, its sexual sins, its perversions, all of this insanity. 
and forsake its prodigal way and come running home to a covenant-keeping father. I want to, before we close out, I want to read Psalm 67, verse 2 through 6 out of the Passion. Send us out all over the world so that everyone every, everywhere will discover your ways and know who you are and see your power to save and let all the nations burst forth and praise you. Let everyone love and enjoy you. Then how glad the nations will be when you are their king and they will sing and they will shout and they will give you and for you will give them true justice for the people. Yes, you, Lord, are the shepherd of the nations and no wonder the people praise you. Let all the people praise you more and more for the harvest of the earth is here. And that is where we are at, ladies and gentlemen. This is the harvest of the earth before the soon epic return of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say again today, Jesus is our king. He is our leader. He's our Lord. He's our creator. He's the owner of the earth. His authority is above all. His power is limitless. His spirit is within us. His angels are here assisting us. We will always triumph through the Messiah and through our King. And I want to say in closing today, God is grooming you. Those of you listening, those of you watching, God is grooming you right now by His Spirit to be champions in this hour. He is in it for the long haul. We are in this for the long haul. Remember this, God is the master of the long game and He will win. He's calling for the overcomers. He's grooming and anointing overcomers. And we're going to overcome the spirit of this age. We're going to overcome the weariness that the enemy is trying to put on the church right now. Hallelujah. We're going to overcome the weariness in the spirit of this age. The, the spirit of God's going to burn off the weariness and the heaviness. And we are going to persevere. We're going to endure. I want you to tap into this right now. We're going to overcome we're going to endure. We are still more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. Amen. Who Christ is within us. He's the hope of glory. He's the hope of this generation. We're not going to back down. We're not going to back up. We're not going to relent. We're going to stand with determination. We're going to see the promises of God for awakening and revival and restoration and reformation to America. God is going to bring America into its divine purpose. He's awakening the people. God is awakening the church of America. He's even awakening the backslidden church to return to him right now. There is a fire from the Holy Spirit that's going to cause the church to burn with unbridled passion and zeal for God. And Lord, we thank you that even now you are stirring up the fire within the pulpits of America. You're equipping the church. You're consuming hearts right now that this will be a season of the greatest miracles in America that we have ever experienced. Lord, we thank you that millions will be saved. America will be saved. Millions of lives will be born again, transformed by the Spirit of God. Lord, we thank you that even now the rod of your authority is going forth. You will bring justice to our government. Lord, we thank you that the plumb line of heaven is falling over the United States of America to root out evil, to tear down every demonic structure, to uproot corruption, to dismantle every ungodly system. We thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray today. Come on, just loose your faith with me, church, right now. 
friends and partners, lose your faith. Lord, we pray over our children that you save them, the children of America, the children of the nations. You save them from evil, Lord. You save them from this evil that has been unleashed against them. Rescue them with a strong, unstoppable revival and awakening in Jesus' name. Lord, may our kids become passionate worshipers. May our, may our kids become great spiritual warriors, oh God. Do something so profound, Holy Spirit, that it becomes known that the next great awakening, the third great awakening has exploded across America. We believe this, God. And we declare and decree today, Lord, your church will not falter. Your church will not falter. Your church will not fail. And you are going to do mighty, mighty exploits in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Amen and amen and amen. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies will never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Man, it's been great. It's been great. Let me get a quick drink again. I'm going to get that pumpkin chai latte before the day is out to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Okay, listen, it's been great being here on the torch. Stay encouraged. Be refreshed. Wonderfully refreshed in the anointing. Let the song of the Lord be in your heart today. Let the song of the Lord be in your mouth. Get quality time before the Lord today. Let the Holy Spirit set the agenda and your course for today and for the coming weeks and for the holidays that are just ahead. Listen, man, we love you guys so much. We thank God for you. Thank you for all of your prayers. Thank you for your faithfulness of giving to this ministry. You can give at victoryfla.com today, safely and securely. Victoryfla.com. I, I just love to say the the word victory you know what i didn't plan on saying this but i'm going to share this real quick before we sign off and i'm going a little long today victory <clears throat> years ago brownsville revival my wife and i we've stood in line for 10 hours 10 plus hours uh this was one of our trips <clears throat> and um steve hill we waited for a prayer from steve hill john kilpatrick and the the elders the team forever no one prayed for us finally steve hill uh sees my wife and i flies off the stage comes right up to us he looks at me looks at my wife looks at me looks at my wife and he looks over our heads he says i don't understand this he says i see a banner over the two of you right now and it says victory lord let your fire fall upon this couple my god did it about five, five months, six months later, my wife and I were back at Brownsville. Same thing. I mean, of course, there were millions of people that poured through the Brownsville revival. We go in, the exact same thing happened. We waited for prayer that night. We had been on the church campus all through the day, went, went through the service, five-hour five service. Now we're waiting for prayer. Steve Hill walks right up to me and Bren. He looks at us, looks me in the eyes, looks, me, looks at my wife, looks at me, looks at Bren, looks over our head. Five, six months later, he says, I, there's a banner over your heads right now, and I can see it, and it says victory. He said, Lord, let your fire come upon this couple. It means so much to me. I, I want to declare the, the banners of the victory of the Lord over your life today. 
the Lord's victory, the Lord's triumph over your lives afresh today. God is so good. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. And great is the faithfulness of God. Listen, until I see you again, and I look forward to it, or until you hear me again. <laughs> Some of you just listen to this. Listen, um, I just want to remind you, the future does not belong to the God-haters. It doesn't belong to the God-mockers. The future belongs to the righteous, and the righteous are bold as lions. Keep the fire burning. My dear friends, love you. Thank you.